glass, here comes Charlie Claus, down Charlie Claus line. Glasses, rashes, all the story will taste that a fair with steins. His balls are freezing, he bought some blazing as he peeps around the moonlight. So lock your doors, hide on the floor, cause Charlie Claus comes to Here comes Charlie Claus, right down Charlie Claus Lane. He's got a bag that's filled with toys for all the girls can. See his sleigh bells jingle jangle, oh what an interesting sight. So jump in bed and cover your head, cause Charlie Claus comes tonight. Here comes Charlie Claus, here comes Charlie Claus, down Charlie Claus Lane. He doesn't care if you're rich or poor He'll molest you just the same Charlie knows that you've got a part And he knows you keep it tight So if you're smart, you hide away Cause Charlie Claus comes tonight Here comes Charlie Claus, here comes Charlie Claus Right down Charlie Claus Lane He'll come around when there's people to do Let's talk fucking, let's talk fucking, fucking all the way. Oh, what fun it is to watch Charlie Cho fuck a dozen girls a day. Hey, it's Christmas. And if there's one tradition we adhere to here at the Podcast on Fire Network is that we do a Christmas special, which is usually only located over at the Anchor Show, Podcast on Fire. But listener Steve Lamoff suggested, like, not too long ago, and it was a brilliant idea that we essentially do a This Week in Sleaze Christmas special dubbed a very tidy-whitey Charlie Cho Christmas. A very special tidy-whitey Charlie Cho Christmas. And boy, is it a genius idea. He's oh, so right. And uh, so thank you, Stephen. We've assembled there for here in the tidy-whitey theater with, uh, with no particular Christmas decorations uh, other than the, the whites on the walls and the floors and the seats. They're already there anyway. And yeah, sir. And uh, the springs in the seat that uh, seats that shoots up at random intervals could be seen as festive. I mean, I see it as festive uh, yearly, <laughs> all year round. <laughs> um, anyway, my name is Lisa Kay, and a merry Christmas to my good friend and co-host that you hear in the background, the great Lord Joshua Regal, who, by the way, as you just heard, he serenaded the world with the beautiful. Here comes Charlie Klaus uh, at the top of the show. So uh, it's uh, it was all beautifully filthy and wrong. It set the tone. So hello, buddy. How are you? It's, it was lovely, wasn't it? It was lovely. Such a beautiful track. Oh my gosh. You know, I'm in the I'm in the festive spirit now. You know, and it's all about giving. And that's today. That's what we're doing here. Mm-hmm. 
Give this is what we gave, gave you all. Yes. There you go. That, that's how you summarize it. And I'm looking forward to the feedback on that song uh, and the lyrics that will be posted. And uh, I gotta say too, uh, those lyrics came disturbingly fast and easy, Arya. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I just kind of let Charlie take over. You know what I'm saying? And uh, that he did. <laughs> and uh, wow, did you feel uh, uh, strange afterwards? Like, well, what happened, man? Whoa! <laughs> I started like. Well, what are those scribbling? What are, what are these childish hieroglyphs in front of me? Oh my I started, god! I started pooping like yellow uh, lasers out of my rectum yes. and shooting out my mouth. It was crazy. And someone caught you in that stance as well. Like, what are you doing? Hop, hop, hop. <laughs> Milk down. You know, mm. hands in a pyramid shape. Mm. It was crazy. But but your eyes were blinking red, so they were like, hey, he's in the Christmas spirit. Oh, <laughs> he's in the Charlie Joe spirit. That's yes. good. Good, good. And we uh, will, um, it's a, that, that is definitely a theme here. The Charlie Joe spirit uh, will uh, run through this uh, entire episode. And uh, because Christmas is all about depravity and fucking, at least here <laughs> and in my mind, uh, our minds, or maybe just mine. I am Swedish after all. We got a porn industry uh, over here that's f- fairly legendary. Of course, the US has as well. Uh, based on all that, we picked two movies where we have a depraved nature of one of our favorites, Charlie Show, is in full bloom. And uh, we're, of course, therefore, talking of Devil of Rape and Love is Over. Um, but but that's also kind of a joke because they're not famous movies as such, like the reference movies of Charlie Joe's, but they, they should be. And, uh, and they, in my mind, they definitely are. Uh, and, and across these movies, all the coxmen of Category 3 movies appear because we've got Charlie Cho, we've got Stuart Ong, and we've got Lee Chung Ling. Th- those are definitely like the three coxmen of uh, Category 3. Uh, one, t- two more famous than the other, but Lee Chung Ling d- deserves uh, quite a mention, and he will anyway get that from me. And uh, I can't think of a better way to say goodbye to uh, 2012 uh, in terms of uh, our show over here this week in Sleaze. and uh, So I got my Yulmust ready, the Swedish festive drink. You can get it at Ikea. The uh, Swedish Coca-Cola with a, t- with a touch of cough medicine, medicine essentially. Uh, only drink it at Christmas. It's a beautiful, a beautiful drink. Tastes good. Only, it tastes Christmas to me. It might as well be liquid diarrhea with added flavors, but uh, you know what, whatever. Wow. <laughs> it does look like it. Obviously, Coca-Cola looks like Coca-Cola. So it might as well be, you know, liquid diarrhea from uh, from uh, some spillage somewhere. But, uh... I'm actually like a, a big, uh, I don't know, I just love celebrating things and stuff like that. So Christmas, Halloween, these are big times of the year for me. So, you know, I'll definitely be drinking eggnog in the near future and everything like that. Excellent. I would like to try this Yulmast. Yeah, it's uh, it's all good. It's all good. A little bit, a little bit bitter, but um, it's all good. Uh, it, it, it doesn't work drinking it, uh, other times of the year. It, it, we do have Easter, an um, Easter version of it, which is the same, obviously, but still doesn't feel right. It tastes Christmassy to me. Again, liquid diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but anyway, version, I, I gotta add the Easter version. Does the bottle like resemble a bunny or something? Um, or, or? B- a bunny, or you know, not not the bottle as such, but they, they obviously have a bunny decoration or a egg decoration on it, I suppose. So fantastic. Yeah, I guess. Uh, that's with the Swedish culture corner for you. Uh, anyway, moving on. Uh, on a personal note, of course, thank you, Joshua, for your great contributions to the show this year, and uh, you you helped out to resurrect the show and. Uh, 
and uh, this and many other shows on the podcast on fire network have definitely become better and you're, you're part of that and uh, 2013 looks uh, promising for this and all the other shows because we are doing some changes that i'm uh, very much excited about but uh, it's not uh, revolutionary it's just uh, um, a retuning of our thinking to kind of lure in uh, more listeners if you will um, yeah, not so much this show because it's too it's kind of too special to like uh, you know be mainstream you know what i mean yeah but, so uh, yeah. you know even if we do cover sex and Sand, well, well we did or, or if we cover the rest of the trilogy that doesn't mean all the action fans or whatever will come flocking you know what i mean because we are still dealing with uh, specialized uh, tastes here sex and Zen two and three yeah i mean <laughs> it's not gonna be uh drawing in huge crowds or anything like yeah that. i mean she okay in the second one she has a she has a penis in that one she plays a monster with a penis she has sex with loletta lee but still we, it, they, they are on the fringe movies despite so and anyway, we are moving on to contact information. This week in Slays is what you're listening to, the Christmas themed special. We are located at podcastonfire.com. Email for feedback, podcastonfire at googlemail.com. We are about to close the old message form because no one uses it uh, because we've forced you all away essentially from it and moved you over to Facebook, which is good. And what we're doing, therefore, with the members-only archive of extra content and uh, exclusive content, we are doing something with that for the website you know presenting them in uh, in chunks uh, on a few bonus episodes and specials on the website in the future so the old members only archive will not be lost there's too 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 much great stuff in there so uh, you'll see that and on the female bonus episodes we do have them on the website we produced uh, for this week at least 15 our first bonus episode on Rayfire and angel 5 uh, five uh, version two or whatever you take two or <laughs> the second B. rape B yeah rape an angel five B, 5B. and uh, that was uh, that was very special and I do like the bonus episode format it's a very loose and uh, loose and um, and uh, fun way to um, extend your podcast on fire network experience if you like to so yeah. those are our, those are on the website our boner episodes our do boner. help you extend if you know yes. what I am. They make you grow outwards. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, those are exclusive podcasts to podcastonfire.com. They will never appear on iTunes or Stitcher or any other podcatcher out there. So catch them on podcastonfire.com only. And catch us on Facebook. Like and interact with us on our page, facebook.com forward slash POF network. And join the discussion group by following the link on that very page or type in Podcast on Fire Network in the Facebook search box and that will get you the group. Request to be added, and you're essentially in, uh, unless you're a porn bot. Uh, well, if you're a porn bot, you're welcome to, because uh, I like you. <laughs> as I always say, I am a porn bot myself. In a way, I am. So, like, <laughs> looking at a rape movie again. <laughs> you know, that's just spam, uh, spam in reality. To to other people, not me. And uh, follow us on Twitter as well, twitter.com forward slash podcast on fire. I do writing, of course, on sogoodreviews.com and video reviewing on sleazykvideo.com. The occasional cool category free movie, most of the time Taiwanese uh, movies nowadays, and IFT and film market ninja exploitation, cut and paste exploitation. Uh, anything that makes me uh, makes me happy and feel creative, I'll, I'll do. And uh, finding uh, the odd category free movie and do big reviews of them is a lot cooler, actually rather than doing the the uh, all the category free movies that I encounter I do I'd rather do mini reviews nowadays of uh, of stuff like Devil of Rape and Love is Over I, I only did uh, mini reviews of those and uh, but uh, it's all good uh, you don't have 
all the time in the world to to cover everything as well. That that's the uh, that's the point. And follow my uh, my ramblings and nonsense on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash so good reviews. And follow us on iTunes if you prefer to subscribe to podcasts uh, to uh, they'll then be downloaded to your device. And uh, this weekend's list has its own feed, so follow us. Uh, that way subscribe leave a comment and a rating if you like the show and uh, if you like to do so we will very much appreciate that good or bad uh, healthy and constructive that's uh, all good so thank you for your support in uh, whatever way you listen for instance if you listen via stitcher the application available for your smartphone or tablet iphone iPads and Android, I think, are the platforms, and uh, you can stream us in a very effective way. And uh, once you're in Stitcher, type in Podcast on Fire Network, and you can add each show individually. And we do have a show page on Stitcher as well for this show that you can find in the show post. But uh, I, I recommend uh, downloading the free downloading the free app. Uh, it's uh, because uh, you get you get a lot more shows via uh, via the app rather than the show page. And uh, finally, the co-author of uh, our intro. It's Brian Kirby of Shelf Life Clothing, so check out his t-shirt store, some cool cool movie-themed uh, t-shirts, like the Little Gung Si t-shirts, and the old, uh, the old uh, Cirrosaur vs. Wolf Human t-shirt, which is his made-up kaiju movie. Brian is a great, great designer and a cool guy. He's been very helpful and supportive of the show, so check out his stuff, shelflifeclothing.com. And now we're on to Joshua, and we are catching Joshua mid uh, mid kung fu Christmas fever over at various yeah. celluloid. So how's it going? Like I said, I like to celebrate, man. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's what kung fu Christmas is all about. Um, so far, so good. I've uh, missed like two days basically where I didn't post up a review, but you know I'm flying by the seat of my pants. Uh, finals was you know were this week, so I was you know posting up reviews while. You know, doing a ton of anatomy studying. Uh, hey, and that's where you know anatomy. You know, studying for uh, this week in sleaze, right? Oh, the Came comic, ge- the comic, the comic genius of the great Lord Josh Eric. <laughs> See, it's the penis. Okay, so yeah, Kung Fu Christmas, uh, Pedicab Driver, posted reviews for that, posted reviews for... Is that a first-time uh, watch, by any chance? Pedicab? Yes, that was, was the first-time watch. I, I watched it, like, half of it this, you know, earlier this year, and then, uh, you know, finally just went back and finished it up, and a uh, very good movie. Very, You know, I liked it more than I think a lot of people seem to. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's quite enjoyable. Yeah, I don't know. Got any obscure stuff lined up? Because I always like the obscure, oh, yeah. obscure stuff. Um... Uh, currently, I'm gonna try to do some more uh, Sun Chung films. I did, uh, you know, one the other day. I'm gonna, I've got the Kung Fu Instructor lined up. Um, oh yes. And probably to kill a mastermind if I can mm-hmm. get to that. And uh, then just some other things I, I picked up uh, recently. I went to while Christmas shopping. I found uh, old dirty Kung Fu. So I saw that and I was like, oh yeah, all right. Penis. <laughs> no, it's not not that kind of dirty, but uh, you know, it's. Uh, hey, shopkeeper, does this have does this <laughs> shouting across the store? Does old dirty kung fu have penises in them? No. You know, cool. It's weird. The, the kung fu section at our uh, local FYE is like 
just about five feet away from the porn section. So, you know, maybe they're getting mixed up and, like, uh, Simon Yoon and he's uh, dropping his trousers. I'm not sure, but we'll find out. You gotta pick up Gambling for Head if you find it. Gambling for what now? Gambling for Head, yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's it's a movie called that. It's not about that, but it's a great title. Gambling for Head. (laughs) That's what I was saying. Is this a martial arts? Yeah, yeah, I think I think so. Yeah, yeah, it is. But uh, but uh, I don't know how much martial arts there actually is in it, or if it's any good. But I love that title, "Gambling for Hell." That's fantastic title. You know, I mean, people want to tell them, uh, you know, like I've done it in the past too with uh, "Dirty Ho." Mm-hmm. You know, when I sit there and I tell people, like, "Yeah, man, you oh, you want to watch a kung fu movie? Let's watch uh, "Dirty Ho." And people, you know, I kind of like, "Wait, wait, Dirty Ho." You know, and uh, I've got that a few times. Hell, I remember um, there's this movie called, um, I forget what they retitled it. It's a Japanese film, um, Tokyo Killer or something. They retitled it, but um, the original title is uh, Porno Star. Uh-huh. It's Toshiaki Toyota directed, and a fantastic film, one of my favorites. But uh, it was sitting on my shelf one day, and, like, my mom was uh, looking at, like, all my DVDs and stuff like that, and she found it and, like, got with my grandma and stuff, and we're like, I found this movie called Porno Star and uh, Josh's DVDs, and it's got a bunch of guys all over it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was later on. Wee, <laughs> family alarm went off. Exactly, later on. My mom questions me about it, and she's like, um, we, we found this movie, Porno Star, and your thing with the guys on. I'm like, no, no, I'll put it on right now. It's just really, it's an artistic, like, really cool movie. But, you know, this, let we, me show you. We're all here for you. We love you, Josh. We're all here for you, right? If there's anything you need to tell us. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it was uh, awkward. <laughs> <laughs> all right, then, uh and uh, so that that's going on. That's all cool. Uh, v Cinema released its November episode of their podcast, uh, beginning of December. I think uh, John uh, just um, didn't have time to put it out in November, but it is um, that that means we probably are getting a December episode, hopefully, at the, before the end of the year. So, wh- what do you want to say about what's been going on? It's all you know, all really John. You know, John sitting there working hard doing it, and. Uh... We just redid uh, the website design, too. That's another big thing that we've been... God, we have been working on that forever. Behind mm-hmm. the scenes, you know, John and I, there have been weeks where we just constantly going back and forth between the two of us, you know. Uh, we went through, like, three different designs for it and stuff like that. A whole lot of work. It was... Uh, that was a bit of a headache. That was crazy. But uh, it's up. Looks pretty good. And... Uh, you know, everything seems to be coming up roses, you know. Mm. Yeah, it looks good. Enjoy the second episode of the new format very much, as I said to, to John or on the Patreon, that uh, it's, a, it, it's a two and a half hour episode with like five, six segments. Uh, went by really, really fast and uh, and uh, you could still absorb absorb it despite not being interested in all segments for instance I, I, I'm, I'm not going to pick up like the architecture book that they talked about but it's really interesting to listen to the segment you know what I mean yeah and Game Center CX that was my segment on that yes. episode I believe and uh yeah very cool show and uh yeah the, 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 does that therefore appear subtitled somewhere so you can understand it or you can watch it YouTube my friend yeah look it up on YouTube Kotaku um is releasing the DVD or has released the DVD set of like uh, a series of you know, episodes, but 
their version kind of features this annoying uh, announcer guy. Oh, oh the Kaicho has got to deal with this. Oh, my golly. You know, it sounds like <laughs> that. And, but the subtitled original version, it's just uh, played very straight. So mm-hmm. that's definitely the preferred way to see it. And I believe the new DVD set features um, the original version as well. You know, I haven't actually got to pick it up yet because it's like 50 bucks. But mm. very... Uh, very great show fantastic cool uh, okay we are done for the moment we're going to let you listen to a little bit of the, of the develop rape score official soundtrack and uh, <laughs> that means after that little break we will be back to discuss devil of rape starring charlie show from 1992 so uh, see you after a break guys keep it christmassy by drinking your liquid diarrhea just like i do <laughs> Welcome back to the Christmas Tidy White Theater. Again, decorated with white all, all across all across this room. Looks nice. Smells, smells a bit, but uh, that it does year around. Uh, okay, it, plot. It, here's the thing, because this has no subtitles, and we don't understand Chinese, so other than a few words here and there. Uh, of course, we have a language of fucking, and pretty straightforward and nutty imagery present in Devil of Rape. We can extract the following. And, and and you know what, uh, Joshua? Either add to what I'm gonna say, or disagree with what I'm gonna say, because right. I might not be right in terms of the plot here. So here we go. Uh, Charlie Cho gets possessed by the rape devil, who is manifested seemingly at one point uh, looking like a ginseng root with a penis. Yes. Yep. And off he goes, having sex and raping for ninety minutes in and out of body. Charlie Cho, that is. Mm-hmm. Seem fair? That's about it. You know, from what I was able to gather, you know, I mean, it really seems to get, um, it's like Inception towards the end, you know, a whole lot of, uh, comatose dreaming, a lot of, uh, in and out of scenes that were edited in from other films, probably. Very I'm sure, I'm, I'm, I'm sure Chris Nolan is very happy that someone makes this connection. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I'm not going to sit there and bag on so, Oi, mate! It's kind of <laughs> obvious where he got his ideas from, yeah, you know. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. And I should rewatch the Inception then. I, I could only stand 30 minutes of that. When they started folding Paris, I was like, I have no idea what's going on. Oh, uh, dude, God, it's, I don't know. I'm, but I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm not judging the movie. I was like, I, 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 no, I'm, I'm, I'm lost. I can't do this anymore. So, bye bye. So I went back to Devil of Rapist. <laughs> exactly. You went back to the source. Yes, sir. Obviously, we And the source director in this case is Fong Yao. He wrote and directed this, um, and he's also done the likes of Witchcraft versus Curse, and Hunting Evil Spirit, which is another uh, role for Charlie Show, where he's uh, in and out of his body, uh, uh, having sex with uh, people. 
Mm. So Hunting Evil Spirit, we originally wanted to uh, connect uh, Devil of Rape and Hunting Evil Spirit on the show, but uh, I thought it was a good opportunity to bring out Devil of Rape for the Christmas special. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so, yeah. It makes sense in my head. <laughs> but uh, Fong Yao is, uh, is kind of often in these movies as well, not in this one, but he's often played the roles of sorcerers and uh, priests in these movies, you know, they're bringing kind of Lam Xing Ying role of, uh, in these kind of movies including in Witchcraft uh, versus Curse and uh, Hunting Evil Spirit. And he's a familiar face in martial arts movies as well. Uh, you know, if you, if you look up Fong Yao, you, you, you'll definitely recognize him. He has a face where you're like, hey, that guy, I've seen him somewhere. You know, it's uh, one of those faces that turns up every now and again. And uh, what I remember him mostly from in terms of his, um, when he was an actor, was uh, I think it was in Killer's Romance, the Kofei uh, Simon Yam movie, where that was based on a Crying Free Man uh, manga, but... Um, it was, uh, it was an action movie set in the UK, actually. And uh, he's in that, and this also has a good sword, fi- sword fight with Michael Chan in the triad action of Gangland Odyssey. That also starred Andy Lau and Alex Mann. And subsequently, there's actually another Gangland Odyssey that also stars Simon, uh, uh, Alex Mann. So it's a bit confusing, but there are two different uh, movies. I think there's even a third Gangland Odyssey with someone out there, so... It's, a, it's an attractive title, I suppose, for when they translate it into English. But um, there you go. Uh, okay, uh, we are at the review. Therefore, there's not a whole lot of background there. So, in short, first of all, Joshua, what did you think of The Devil of Rape? Well, as I said, like when we spoke about an unsubtitled movie last, uh, are you sure you think what you think? My thoughts are it's an utterly bizarre film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I mean that in the best way possible mm-hmm. and um, I don't know it, it, it's you know what year was this made in 1992 released 1992. in 1992 it seems, anyway. it's so 80s though you know just like in the plot and you know even compared to like American cinema and stuff like that it just reminds me of something like you know, every comparison to another movie, other than Inception, of course, mm. every other movie that I compare it to is some kind of classic 80s style movie. Even though Shocker, you know, Shocker, which I talked to you about in the um, pre-recording session, but it, it reminds, there's a bit in it that reminds me of Shocker. There's bits of it that remind me even of Zapped. Oh, yes. And then, <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's Zapped, uh, there's some Ghostbusters in there. It, it's this, you know, high um not highbrow obviously but like um it's kind of just a ridiculous plot mm. that's pulled off in a ridiculous manner and uh, but ultimately very fun very fun yeah right well i'll stop it right there and uh, well i'll give you my brief take first so uh, i'm gonna repeat something here remember the plot now charlie cho gets possessed by the rape devil who is manifested seemingly at one point looking like a ginseng root with a penis and off he goes having sex and raping for 90 minutes in and out of body you know what to draw your own conclusions as to what i thought of this but you know what clue awesome <laughs> Oh, I like Devil of Rape a lot. I, I have so much fun with this. And I'm glad that it's... Uh, I'm, I'm glad that I can enjoy it, because it, uh, we're not going to see a subtitled version anytime soon. This is what we're getting. You know, it's a widescreen version, but still unsubtitled. But it's, it, it is absolutely bonkers and awesome because of it. You know, it has energy. I mean, I will never, 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 ever, ever bored. Never, ever bored. Oh, no. uh, aside from maybe the opening, okay? We, we always start at the opening, and here's still a... 
uh, there's a reason to talk talk up the opening. Uh, Fong Yao opens with stale dialogue and direction. Uh, it's about two girls chatting about something we don't know, obviously. Uh, I don't think we ever see these girls again. Uh, but we're probably not missing any Tarantino-like gem types of <laughs> bits of dialogue. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, they sit by the pool and then they go into the pool with the t-shirts on, eventually take them off. And, and what my main note here is, yeah, they, they go completely nude pre-credits and even during credits. My main note here is it looks fucking cold. <laughs> it does. Yes. It's it not, like you know, it's not a Riviera or anything. And then uh, I like that, you know, as soon as they came out in those white shirts, white shirts that reached just to the pubic area, and it's like, oh, man, <laughs> I know what's coming next. <laughs> but, and they're poolside. Oh, yeah. yeah. This this is going somewhere interesting. Do they even appear? Yeah, do they even appear later in the film? I can't remember if they ever did. I have no idea who they are. No, <laughs> like, no. I think they might be um, a couple of the girls that are kind of tied up into the main plot, but... Uh, a lot of people wander in and out of this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, sex and sense, sex and as it is not, even though that's a period movie. But clearly here we're dealing with a low-budget Category 3 movie uh, with a director that has, has no idea how to shoot something as stylish or sexy. I mean, if you shoot it outside on a cloudy day, uh, literally just point and shoot it and uh, then put some white credits over it. And there you go, the devil of rape. Welcome. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's very like... Uh, not done with uh, any like uh, I'm getting you ready for something great now look at these girls it's like I gotta move here look girls <laughs> boobs so there you go uh, and Charlie isn't in here so um, I, this thing could have been lost uh, easily and no one would ever know uh, so so we got this set up that uh, um, I guess Charlie's the son of I think of this uh, wealthy couple played by Quan Hoi San and Helena Lolan, and uh, he, for whatever reason, and I'm, I'm gonna wonder if you ask you if you understood how this all started, because he drinks soup and it's uh, poisoned with uh, animation, <laughs> because his eyes starts to, and he's infected uh, via the soup. But do you have any theory where that came from at all? Um, I don't know. Charlie's um, family, apparent family. I should say, yeah, they're gifted with um, a box that, you know, has the ginseng root with the penis man inside of it, and uh, it's like, the very first, like, that that was when I knew, kind of knew where this movie was going, I'm like, okay, it's called Devil of a Rape, right? Hmm. And then, as soon as they open the box, there's some, like, cartoony, you know, graphics laid over it, like, like a yellow light or orange light comes up and it's like oh when they say devil they're being literal <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh you know they don't I, don't I don't believe i saw a scene where they actually mixed that root into a you know drink or anything like that but apparently they did and yeah as soon as uh charlie drinks it he's he becomes uh a maniac yeah infected to some degree because it, it doesn't yeah. like happen instantly and he, here's the it's the it's the interesting as as devotees of Charlie Cho, <laughs> to like yeah. uh, see when he uh, like uh, he, when he played slightly different characters, because normally he's the sleazy boss or sleazy whatever and gets to bed a whole lot of girls, you know. And, and it's true for this movie, but he starts out timid. He right. seems like Charlie is a rich, uh, is a rich son and um, has money, you know, uh, you know, 
uh, at his disposal and women uh, because they apparently has set up this birthday party for him with a lot of women and and uh, but it's very low key and no one really seems to like him but it's not an asshole or anything it's like they just we need to be here because we kind of got paid maybe and uh, but but slowly the infection starts to take over him because when one of the girls starts dancing with him he starts to have involuntary uh, thrusting spasms towards her a little oh bit but 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 he he, see, uh, he he doesn't he doesn't really like it you know he, he's afraid of what's going on with me mm-hmm. uh, that sweat. was lots and lots of sweat yeah yeah <laughs> so i mean uh, it, the the character has paradise without even really appreciating it uh, so it is right. a different role here love is over is actually a different role too because it's so pronounced his mm-hmm. sexual mania yeah. <laughs> but it's also a physical comedy role in a way that mm-hmm. we'll, we'll discuss in Love Is Over. But uh, uh, but but the Beast is awake, and then we and then we get no real signs ever again of uh, the timid character that Charlie plays. And uh, um, I, I don't know if, if you want to say anything about the sex scene that uh, his first sex scene that follows. My main note there is uh, his O face is kind of legendary here. Oh my god! Uh, and awkward too. <laughs> It's uh, I describe it in really both of my notes for both films. It's like, uh, but yeah, especially during this first one, it's uh, like Charlie has a seizure, basically. Yes. At the <laughs> at the helm, he's uh, he's thrusting and looks like uh, he's about to die. Possibly. Yes. <laughs> That's what it looks like to me. But uh, you know, girls do find this somewhat sexy. That it's sex in the air because when the girl starts touching herself, uh, hearing this uh, oh. sex scene goes on on like the top uh, down below the party or whatever mm-hmm. uh, on the beach. Uh, I took it that the ginseng root gave him powers. Of, yes, you know, like like all women became attracted to him, oh, and then she sure. became. Yeah, a lust maniac or whatever. Mm. <laughs> it's what I uh, assumed. Yeah, because they they don't like uh, insert animation all over the place to like travel to various girls and what have you. It's kind of understated, and I, I yes, I did use the term understated for this movie. That that it kind of affects the environment and will uh, that I, that I definitely got. And it's the like soul sexy scene in the movie. If I'm gonna be honest with you, mm-hmm. this first uh, one, the, uh, which says it's a lot. actually effective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so magic has to happen for the actual Charlie that we know and love to come out you know a twist <laughs> to the expectations you know what I mean uh, you know what I do appreciate it I'm, I don't take it seriously all of this but uh, I, I do appreciate when you like line up so many Charlie Joe movies you know 20 of them and it's all the same it's kind of fun to know and see when they try to deviate from the formula just a tiny tiny bit even in cheap movies like this Mm-hmm. No, sometimes that's all it takes to make a movie, you know, just a slight deviation from the pattern, you know, mm-hmm. that can kind of, you know, that's getting a little bit heavy, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I've noticed that that's what I do every, you know, December with the Kung Fu Christmas thing, you know, you get a whole lot of movies that follow the same patterns, but it's always the little tiny things that actually end up making a movie. Yes. Yeah, I agree, I agree, and, and, and you can and should look at it uh, a, a bit serious in between the goofiness, uh, which we mm-hmm. do. Uh, it, it, it seems this first sex scene is uh, kind of cut, but uh, it's uh, then again it's not oh, missing God, any. It's... Yeah, it's uh, abrupt, abruptly edited at points, but it's not oh, missing dear. any nudity. So I don't think it's actually censored or anything. I think it's like um, 
I don't I don't know why it's done that way, but it almost it's as if you um, quickly like if you're on a computer or something, you're watching a movie and uh, some kind of computer player just hitting the right arrow over. You know, it just <laughs> seems to skip forward yeah. about uh, ten seconds or so or something like that. But it's only it's... evident in this first scene. So some tear in the film print right. or have you, and uh, obviously they didn't care to like uh, make it uh, make it complete because who, who cares it's a cheap sex movie so uh, okay. and there's plenty of it in it anyway so yeah and very cheap too mm-hmm. uh, a brief note on the soundtrack it sounds sounded vaguely here in this scene like the Vangelis soundtrack for Blade Runner but it isn't obviously but uh, it sounded like very uh, synthesizer like and uh, mm-hmm. very atmospheric it's not that but it's also probably stolen from somewhere <laughs> yeah probably so uh, uh so c- continuing on to like uh, the talk about the the uh the monster that uh, starts to consume him the red animation that starts to consume him he he's he even like i don't know he, he does like meditation to either keep willingly to like try and keep it keep the monster down or that's the monster like willingly trying to come out by controlling charlie no, no. Or, or, or what's going on here i mean i'm i'm pretty I s- I s- I assumed it was him trying to keep control of himself or what have you, mm-hmm. like because um, he still kind of had somewhat like he, he was still talking and stuff. It seemed mm-hmm. to be during those scenes, you know. Yeah, and the family comes in as well, and they can just leave mm-hmm. him, uh, leave him there. They can't. It seems like when Quan Hoi San comes in there and uh, Helena Lolan and even Wu Fung has a small role in this, and they and they they, they just have to leave him there, I suppose, uh, because they can't do anything. So I guess it's uh, you know. He either lives or doesn't. <laughs> At this point in the movie, things start getting kind of confusing. But, mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, we, we're going to hit on a theme here throughout these two reviews that these two movies share footage. Yeah. Uh, Love is Over, uh, the Devil of Rape features footage from Love is Over or vice versa. They share footage. Uh, prime example in Devil of Rape is, for instance, uh, it, it varies through. Uh, the, the examples vary. Sometimes it feels pasted into Devil of Rape and sometimes vice versa. If we t- start with Devil of Rape, uh, the footage of uh, Charlie Cho running on the beach with um, uh, with uh, Pauline Chan uh, seems very pasted here because all of a sudden, boom, he's got a boom. nice lady, you know. Yeah. And, uh, you know. Yeah, acts uh, kind of uh, like a normal person. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so we, yeah. Got the, we got some, we got some evidence of that. That feels very much pasted in. And uh, he goes kind of from panic to play with Pauline Chan on the beach, which uh, and she has no scenes prior to this. So you, you wonder here. Uh, obviously, uh, despite Love Is Over being released in 1993, both movies were done some at least you know latest 1992. Or both of these movies were shot, and uh, it seems like you know Fong Yao, the director, had the footage at his disposal, which saved. Uh, money illegally at his disposal uh, for instance uh, uh, but but who knows you know and even y- the yacht uh, the yacht scene or whatever you, uh, in Devil of Rape uh, seems on the other hand because it appears in Love is Over as well it seems more destined to be in Devil of Rape originally mm-hmm. um, so I don't know uh, I guess it, my, my point is also that the cut and paste trick kind of works if you don't know if you only know one of the movies, it doesn't seem right. as pasted. But if you know both of the movies, you can easily say that this does not 
fit at all. But the the the, the scene on the boat is you you do see him uh, meditating again uh, to try and keep the keep him down or what have you. But um, and and it's not the same director either. But apparently, the, the, this is just my theory. The productions Love Is Over and uh, Devil or Bray probably legally worked with each other, or if not, no one cared because. <laughs> If one stole from the other, uh, as both were category low budget category three sex movies, and uh, what you know, there's an excuse here to get another one into the cinemas. You know? Oh yeah. Uh, but Love Is Over was uh, released uh, the following year, and um, so so there you go. Knowing the two movies, did you find that fun or distracting that some scenes definitely were really really pasted? <laughs> Uh, it's definitely a, a point of humor, you know, especially mm-hmm. for like the Pauline Chan stuff and uh, Devil of Rape. That just it's so out of uh, context. I expected them to put some low flashes of red in Charlie's eyes or something, <laughs> which which they missed an opportunity there. But uh, yeah, just it, it's it's bizarre and it makes it more bizarre. You wonder which movie she signed on to. Probably, you know I mean? ne- probably neither. <laughs> probably neither of these. There's probably another movie out there that has the original footage, or maybe the start of a movie, mm-hmm. and then maybe Pauline Chan went crazy on them, or something like that, yeah. and uh, it became something else. It's a, it's a. We'll get to this, but uh, I, I, I don't feel comfortable watching Pauline Chan in this because she does not look like she wants to be there. At all, and and she's really talented when she's there. Uh, Escape from Brothel or what have you. So it's kind of depressing to to watch, especially the shower scenes in both movies. It, that that kind oh of got me. It, it literally looks like she looks in the camera at one point, like help me. And it looks, oh you know my what? It, my my heart kind of broke, and I'm serious about that. Um, but there you go. Uh, okay, uh, screw being serious. Let's talk pissing and vomiting animation on a gym mat. <laughs> talk away, Joshua. Uh, and, and try and set up context what's going on here. Why is he on a, gi- on a gym mat and why does he piss and vomit animation? Um, <laughs> <laughs> try and explain that to your kids. Yeah, yeah. Try, yeah that's, that's, that's more of a dare than it is actually. <laughs> me to actually do something. No, I haven't, like, um, the movie is very cheaply done you know the um, the previously mentioned sex scene with the girl who's uh fondling herself or, or whatever and all that that whole sequence is also done on like a very cheap set and uh the Someone's rest back, of, so, someone's patio or backyard it looks like right, robert and yeah. set you know what i mean with like um what do they they threw something on the ground so that they weren't rolling around it, yeah. it looks horrible and um yeah, as the movie goes on, it seems like the sets become progressively like cheaper and cheaper, and uh, yeah, the matting stuff. I, I forget if there is context to that. Forgive me because I do not remember. I just know that Charlie is trying to. I think what's happening here is he's trying to exercise his demons, right? And he's doing this by um, squatting and sitting in the. Uh, like a sumo stance, almost. A sumo stance, yeah, that, that's that's a good way to describe it. Like sumo stance with his, you know, hands doing the pyramid shape again. Like he's trying to, you know, focus all of the evil energy out. And it looks like he's. <laughs> and it comes out. It comes out. <laughs> Indeed, it does. Out of his ass, and it's yellow too. <laughs> yellow animation out of his ass and out of his mouth as well. So that's. <laughs> <When I saw laughs> When I saw the screen cap for that that you posted up on the group, I just 
knew I had to see this movie. Yeah, you were already contracted to kind of do mm-hmm. Iris, so regardless well, of what, to, yeah, yeah regardless still... what, if you thought of that, you're, you're fucking watching that. <laughs> <laughs> but but I I think the context of uh, that setting, that black background and like a gym mat, uh, I, I think they're essentially that that's his, uh, you know, th- that's where they keep him to try and get him cured or what have you, because mm-hmm. uh, and and it almost looks like a theater stage, you know, a, a la Dogville or what have you, but obviously not at all at, at the same level. Uh, but it's not, you know, it's, he's on a bed later on, there's a the nurse who's there to take care of him. Uh, has a bed as well. Uh, okay, well, so, so, so now we've compared this movie to Inception and, and now Endo. Lars von Trier. Yeah, well, 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 Lars is a fucking filthy guy anyway, so he, you know, yes. he doesn't care. So I mean, uh, he had, he had a, he had a character cut off her clitoris in one movie, so, yes. so whatever. Uh, you know, you wonder how this set was like. You know, it's so super cheap. You know, some cast and crew maybe said to Fong Yao, "You know, we're barely working working on a movie here, Mister Director." You know, so shut up. This is art. <laughs> we're barely working on a movie. <laughs> Very nice. So you know, bless the fuck out of them for being able to and get you know being able to get a place in the nineteen ninety two to nineteen ninety four category three canon of. You know, loads of cheap movies, loads of slightly high, higher budget movies, higher budgeted movies. That they sex was what audiences wanted, and everything got a cinema release at this point. You know, Devil of Rape played according to HKMDB for a rather extensive two weeks. Uh, uh, Love is over just six days in 1993, so yeah. and six days could be extensive for these movies as well. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so, so I guess this this room here is where f- family can't help him; they just oversee him and send him help every now and again. And they send in a martial arts master to help him out. And it's played by that uh, cross-eyed actor uh, Yu Tao Wan, who uh, <laughs> that's what that guy was. Yeah, oh. yeah. Okay. You, you you might have seen him in the Young Master. He's oh, yeah. the police chief that Jackie comedically fights in the temple. You know when he pushes the sword against him and then goes. That's uh, Utah one. He's really, yeah, he's he's he's, uh, he's there for comedic purposes often, but I think he's a, a, a fighter as well. So, uh, but but they don't send in him to help. Uh, they send in the the girls, his assistant, to help and try absorb the power of the devil or rape. And here, and I'm gonna let you speak again. Here's where the where the uh, manifestation of the devil or rape happens. And there, in my in my eyes, because it's funnier that way, it's a ginseng root with a penis. Uh, that is created by having, you know, a root of some kind on a string and then have red, you know, outwards going animation coming out of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, is, this, is this where the root starts to speak? Yeah, yeah exactly. It speaks as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so what do you think? What, what's your note on the, on the, on the manifestation of him? <laughs> okay, is this the sequence where the four girls surround uh, Charlie? Yeah, two girls uh, uh, come out of thin air as well they, they got the two yes. girls that that the martial arts master provide and then mm-hmm. i guess the devil of rape provide two girls as well for whatever reason <laughs> I, I, I have no idea but yeah i don't really i assume they were there to maybe tease the devil out of him that's a good theory I, yeah it's possible mm-hmm. and then um didn't work then the then the ginseng root starts talking and next thing you know charlie's in a coma <laughs> <laughs> You know, in all honesty, as cheap as the effect is, I mean, it's so bizarre, this movie, and it takes up, you know, it, um, 
gets promoted to even more bizarre and it's such good fun to see that they went this route you know because it's not a refined special effect or anything but uh, oh god uh, but having it uh, be talk you know it's not animated uh, animated mouth movements obviously so some, some guy just talking uh, it's just wonderful and it's, it's seeing it move dangle on its string you, you, you don't see the string but you know it's on a string obviously uh, <laughs> it's, a cl- it's a classic sight, man. It's a classic sight. You know, you're never, you're never gonna forget it. I know. Oh uh, no, you're never gonna forget it or unsee this. And and there, there's, there's even more to go. <laughs> yes, uh, you, you got the best nurse ever taking care of Charlie. So, what do you want to say about um, her, her hands-on uh, treatment of uh, Charlie? Uh, or rather, she's, uh, she's uh, kind of uh, uh, taken over by the devil of rape, I suppose as well. Yeah, um, I think it goes back to that thing where somehow his <laughs> his uh, infection lures women into uh, him. Yeah, and why did they send a female nurse in there? I have no idea. And it's just some uh, <laughs> Caucasian girl who um, immediately becomes infatuated with uh, Charlie. And you can imagine the sort of things she does to him while he's in his coma. Well, can you really imagine? Because you know what, I, I don't think uh, I don't think listeners and viewers necessarily expect her to uh, like try and push his boner down, and then eventually giving him a hand job, and then getting in, uh, underneath the covers with him, because it happens twice. You know, as soon as mm-hmm. you know, twice. Yes. Yeah, so it's so the best nurse ever, and I love when she literally tries to push the boner down, comes up again uh, underneath the. Uh, the covers, obviously, but mm-hmm. you, you know what's going on. He's in a coma and got a full-fledged uh, boner going there. <laughs> yeah, my God. <laughs> and, uh, and, and then, of course, we're led into the fact that Charlie's in a coma, but the devil of rape uh, uh, takes Charlie out of his body, and uh, he goes on a, on a, you know, maybe it's not a raping mis- mission as such, but, uh, you know, the, the second Pauline Chan scene in this movie involves Charlie out of his body and uh and and uh, in a scene that's if you will is kind of familiar with from genre filmmaking in um, if you look at the content you know ghostly rape but they they don't you know it's not an animated charlie or anything it's him interacting with uh, Pauline Chan <sighs> it's uh as we said it starts with a very depressing uh, shower God. scene that, that uh, shower it, scene kills me it's just... I mean and uh, she she just stands there and kind of washes a little bit and the camera goes to a 45 degree angle then goes back and it, it literally is oh jesus christ it has nothing to do with the fact that Pauline chan later committed suicide or anything but it's just like there's it's a it's a kind of uncomfortable exploitation in a way it's almost like right. we're shooting you or have, have a gun to your head or, or something right. like that uh, it's ah. like, you know I, when i first when uh you know, I watched the movies in the opposite order, you know, I went to the other film first, but like, you know, while seeing that shower scene, it's like very uncomfortable because, you know, you can tell when somebody's, you know, kind of mugging for the camera, you know, and trying to make things interesting and you can tell when somebody's just like sitting there, you know, being forced to do something and it, it does look like that. She's just like the most uninterested in do, you know, in showering mm-hmm. sequence ever, you know. Uh, but uh, okay, we led out of that and then into a whopping ten minutes, almost exactly. I did time it. Uh, ten minute sex scene between uh, Pauline Chan and Charlie Cho that appears in a shorter uh, edit in Love Is Over as well. But it's pretty damn fucking long in that one too. Uh, oh God! And in a way, 
you know, he, he, the, the, the setup is obviously that Ch- Charlie is supposed to be invisible to a point at least, and then starts having sex slash raping Pauline. And, uh, and, and in, in all honesty, it kind of looks awkward too. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it, not, not depressing, but really awkward. Uh, at one point, she I looks think like Paul. She's asleep. Yeah, and, and at one point, she like touches her hair, the side of her hair, like multiple times for some reason, like a stupid tick or something. Uh, but it, I don't know, it goes on and on and on as fun as charlie is it's sometimes enough's enough (laughs) god but uh any 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 spontaneous thoughts on on those uh, 10 minutes that um you know it's padding obviously but um Mm -hmm. nah nah you know i mean she does seem to like as if i don't know he's but you think he's supposed to be invisible during these scenes Uh, at at one point, because he does walk before the actual uh, when when they get into bed together, I think he walks behind her and around. Her. That's gonna be a pause. It's protesting. Come on, that's me. <laughs> turning into okay. a dog for the for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't like this sex scene. <laughs> okay, I've got a dog with me now. Okay. No worries. Uh, but you know, fuck it, I'll keep the same. Uh, he, he he is actually a part. He's walking around her initially. You know what I mean? And she doesn't see him initially. I think. Uh, so so it, um, I think it's supposed to be invisible up to a point. But uh, did were you tempted to even fast forward through the scene when you realized five six minutes in they're still going at it? Oh God! Yeah, I, the fast forward button was uh, most assuredly used during this sequence in both movies. I mean, it's not sexually shot either, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. they don't, they just point the camera and they dry hump in the most unconvincing way ever. I mean, it's, I, I, it's a suppo- supposedly maybe a bit real in that regard, but it doesn't make for great cinema. No. Charlie, Charlie's active in it, you know, and I mean, his faces are kind of funny, but I just sit there and that's not enough to keep you going for 10 minutes, mm-hmm. for sure. It's It has better context in Love is Over because they have um, a new storyline for it, obviously, mm-hmm. and uh, we got subtitles for Love is Over, so we got right. some beautiful uh, subtitles for this very scene, uh, which is not about him being invisible in Love is Over. In Love is Over, they're married. <laughs> <laughs> or something. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, that's uh, pretty much soon the end of my notes. I mean, I, I do find this movie very fun to watch because it's so it has enough bizarre moments despite having a lot of downtime as, as well. And and uh, I, I'll be honest with you, I I did some computer work uh, while watching it because when I, especially when I realized that sex scene is gonna run for ever, then I went to the computer to do a few minutes of work and I realized it's still going. I have no more notes to make about this scene right now. I can probably do some work. Um. <laughs> uh, but uh, towards the end, uh, there, there is a priest or a sorcerer, uh, you know, sent in finally. Not a woman this time. Uh, well, well, he kind of sends in his woman first. He's a, his assistant, not a martial arts master. And then that doesn't work. But then it's so fucking strange. He has a great tool of uh, trapping Charlie's character over Devil of Rape. Uh, and, and then there's a little bit more in the climax. But he initially just traps him very easily. And you wonder, like wasn't so hard why did you send in your girl first and why didn't you do this from the beginning if you know you were just going to be you know conscious of magic and then phew, he's he's done he's trapped <laughs> but but i don't know i'm i'm i'm, I'm i have my hands out, out like i'm shrugging i don't know we, but uh, how could we expect anything more 
<laughs> but but um, I, I don't find this movie slow despite that. It's very... It, it tickles me. Uh, I, I do find it entertaining. And there's no movie quite like it in the Charlie Chow canon or the Category 3 canon at all. I mean, the closest we get is Love is Over because it shares some of the same scenes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there are very few films out there quite like... And uh, I mean, yeah, we, we're not going to forget part of the animation and um, and some of the special effects here and uh, uh, subtitle or not, you know. So that squatting demon uh, exorcism thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's a uh, in yes. We we do we do watch sort of say varied celluloid here and there. this is varied celluloid for in terms of Charlie Show. You know, starts <laughs> out as a timid character, then becomes obsessed. Can't help it, you know. <laughs> And uh, and and then um, and then then it all ends, and uh, I was kind of smiling to myself. This is going to be fun to talk about. <laughs> so uh, it's, it's a great, um, great party film, you know. With Throw with a on. select party, too. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, your friends have yeah. got to be pretty weird. Yeah, <laughs> look yeah. look at that animation. Call me out of his ass. No. Okay, see what I say. <laughs> So, uh, okay, I just have a brief note on two of the actors, actually, just to give them kind of their due. Quan uh, Hoi-san, as I said, is in this movie playing, I guess, the father of, uh, father of uh, Charlie Cho, or Caretaker, or whatever. Uh, and his wife is, uh, presumably his wife is Helena Lolan from the Troublesome Night movies. She, always pl- she often played the creepy, creepy granny character <laughs> in those movies. Uh, and uh, she's in Bullets Over Summer as well, Wilson Yip's Bullets Over Summer. Uh, She's kind of given melodramatic acting here, but uh, that has no place in this movie, really. So, uh, but what, what I wanted to say about Quan is he, you know, he is known for being in Hard Boiled as uh, Tony Leung's uh, boss that Tony is um, forced to shoot. Uh, that's Quan Hoi San, you know, he's a great veteran. But in the 80s and 90s, he was kind of like, he appeared a lot in these genre movies, you know, these sorcery movies, often playing, you know, priests or, or what have you. Uh, that was kind of his role, it seemed like. He went where the work was, clearly. But it was someone saw him as part of that genre. Uh, but it didn't launch him into a Lam Shin Yin kind of iconic status just because of it. Uh, but uh, if you're watching a lot, a lot of low-rent uh, sorcery movies, uh, like Devil Sorcery and uh, Black Sorcery or what have you, he's, he's usually in them in some, in some shape or form. And uh, indeed, he's uh, in uh, this one, um, even though it it's a uh, sort of different from what I just described, but uh, memorable nonetheless. And uh, finally, the availability is uh, not that great. It's been made available. Ocean Shores had this in their catalog, and City Connection released it on DVD, but neither edition was subtitled. Again, like it, it doesn't really matter, but you, you, you obviously do want to understand something. But uh, if a subtitled version would turn up, I would guess. This is just guess that a Taiwan VHS could probably, you know, uh, would probably be, have been released at one point, subtitled, obviously dubbed in Mandarin, but that, that doesn't really matter either. Uh, but then again, you wouldn't, uh, wouldn't know if it uh, would have been complete either in terms of the sex, because some Mandarin dubs, even out of Taiwan, sometimes were incomplete, or even had sex cut out altogether. So, uh, uh, But it's nothing that has turned up here yet, and I'm not, you know yearning for it as such because i think i i got a good chunk of the movie you know i possess a good chunk of the movie you know what i mean uh, so um it's uh it's all it's all good mm-hmm. 
So that's uh, that's the that, that, that's all Christmas, isn't it, listeners? So yeah, we, uh, yeah, yeah, yellow animation coming out of Charlie Chill's ass. That's uh, that's Christmas is for you. Christmas spirit for you. <laughs> oh, I put you in the mood, man. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we're going to keep that mood over the break because uh, after the break, it's love is over. No, uh, lo- love isn't over. No, lo- lo- love will survive, but it is the movie. Love is over from 1993. So let's talk some of the similar scenes in uh, the Charlie Chill sex uh, masterpiece uh, after the break. Welcome back, and this is the uh, last part of our big Christmas extravaganza with uh, Charlie Cho and Yulmust and uh, and what have you. And uh, if you haven't been turned off uh, by our discussion uh, yet, um, then you're likely to stay till the end of the show, I suppose. <laughs> you know, you're you're good if you stay this yeah. long. But we're going to look at "Love Is Over." Sounds like a sweet little depressing title, if you will, but. Uh, yeah. This is um, this is um, a fa- has quickly become a favorite Charlie Show movie of mine. So let's try and talk the plot here. There's nothing refined plot-wise going on here, other than it's about the big boss Charlie, played by Charlie, obviously. He's an, an insurance boss that he teaches his new recruit and current uh, employee, played by Lee Chung Ling and Choi Bo Lun, respectively. They are taught the less than subtle arts of going to bed with as many women as possible, uh, at least uh, as many women, the three of them, in the massage parlor as possible. <laughs> that and neither that neither are your respective loved ones either. So it's about um, it's about um, cheating, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, no background here as a one-time director, actually. <laughs> so, uh, so your first note about love is over. What did you think? About this um, uh, sexual mania masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of the two movies, this one seems the most like a movie. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a fun little romp. Um, it's definitely a little bit, it's a bit more on the conventional side, but uh, there's also some pretty unconventional stuff that pops up along the way, and Charlie humps everything that moves, so it's yeah. all good fun. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to uh, like say my brief opinion on the same theme as I did with Devil of Rape. So again, going back to the plot, Charlie teaching the less than subtle arts of going to bed with as many women as possible. That is not your respective loved one. So what do you think I thought? You know, clue, clue, clue awesome. Uh, so... Uh, it, it's fun. It's so much fun, and uh, and, uh, and it starts uh, with a boring conversation scene again. <laughs> yeah, but, but 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 this movie, Pauline Chan, is kind of more in, and it shows her and some other girl. Uh, she Pauline Chan's uh, Pauline Chan is Charlie Chow's wife, and the other girl is um, someone's mistress. So they jog and they talk about the fact that oh, I'm not married. I'm merely a mistress. You are married, and uh, and. The, the kind of theme here, very loose theme, I suppose, is it, what you know. What what is happiness? You know, is it being married or is it being someone's 
mistress, you know, what is guaranteed happiness. So mm-hmm. maybe a bit of commentary here. Uh, and, and, and then, <laughs> no, okay, whatever. <laughs> I'm trying, I'm reaching. <laughs> and, and then the title comes up and we got the rating in the title. <laughs> yeah, got, no, I love that. You know, you might as well brand your movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got you, a big uh, cat three triangle right above. Mm-hmm. Love is over. And that was not a must, like they had to put that in the movie. You know, mm-hmm. On video releases, they had a a thing for the video, you know, Category 3, but it was never on the film prints. Uh, uh, it was not, definitely not a requirement. I love when that happens, like in Temptation Summary 2, which is about making Category 3 movies, they have the, the scripts are already, you know, uh, they come with pre-printed Category 3 <laughs> symbols in gold on, on the, like, the front cover. <laughs> And they're large, too, so you know, definitely you don't need to look for it. Like, where's there's the rating? Now I get it. No, no. Uh, the beach scene that we talked about in Devil of Rape is here, but oh, with yeah. a lot more context. Uh, it's longer, too, and it seems like it belongs in this movie, and I'm, I'm sure you're dying to provide some notes about oh. Pauline Chance and Charlie Cho's joyous Christmas Eve, if you will, romantic beach scene <laughs> yeah it's joyous they're for Christmas yeah, exactly you know um, and, and don't you, know, you fucking forget to talk about the swimming trunks that's what you talk about when you talk about that scene that's all there is it's um you know it's very similar to something you'd see in like White Christmas or um <laughs> Scrooge or something like that you know are, are you saying porn titles to me now White Christmas <laughs> Scrooge Scrooged hard buddy um yeah you know it's um you got the beach setting classic Christmas um uh, thing <laughs> and uh yeah what follows is uh Charlie is he being chased? I think he, he's being chased right by Pauline Chan. <laughs> Charlie is... It seems unlikely, down. but in, in, in this movie universe, he's chased by Pauline Chan. Charlie, who is not a classically handsome man, nor a man with a classically handsome body, is um, being chased by Pauline Chan, who's wearing a pretty skimpy um, outfit, but her outfit's not nearly as skimpy as Charlie's, who wears a um, very... Very tight, very small speedo, purple speedo. I should add. It's black purple, actually. Like the back black. is black and the front is purple. <laughs> oh my! Well, the purple's you know the best part. So, yeah. Um, and finally, she does you know catch up with him, and they have that little lovers embrace or whatever in the sand. But um, utterly bizarre. You know, something like out of you know, if you don't know Charlie, it'd be out of your nightmares. something that would keep you awake at night and uh you you wonder though i mean he must have been like a favorite of directors and producers you know maybe not always actors and actresses but uh Mm -hmm. you know it's uh this is not necessarily why paulie jam looks distressingly bored in this scene Mm -hmm. because uh, i think it's sometimes it's not because of charlie my my point i mean it's sometimes it's not easy to work up the fire in every low-budget sex movie of the 90s. But it, yeah, but having said that, this is not as depressing as we as what we were discussed in terms of her she, scenes. She's, she's active in this uh, scene, and uh, you know the scene actually plays pretty well. It's it's funny because it's, it's so goofy, you know. And then uh, pretty soon we're back to that shower sequence, and yeah, it's here as well. And it uh, yeah. same effect, same effect, horrific oh, effect yeah. actually. Just uh, as nightmarish. Mm. 
And I think that there's a pause here um, because that, that sex scene there is in Devil or Rape uh, doesn't happen for a few minutes at this point, mm-hmm. I think, because we, we are cut uh, we cut to the world of uh, insurance sales <laughs> tactics. And uh, it's a really horrible world, to be honest. Really horrible because women are expected, if they dress skimpy enough, to be... Uh, to be assaulted, you know, in a, by men using their grab stance, if you will, and uh, oh my God. and and Charlie and and uh, Robert, his empo- his assistant or what have you, prepare this woman for this. That uh, you know, th- this will happen, and Charlie will launch at you like you're magnetic. Essentially, that's uh, uh, that's what he's saying. But <laughs> what, did did you even take notice of the moment where she actually meets? Charlie, and he launches straight into into that. You want to seduce me? He gets real harsh with the girl. He walks around the table, out of the frame, while laughing, like essentially a pirate. <laughs> the thing I love about that is, you know, they're all like, uh, you know, oh, you, you dress uh, scantily like this, you know, in an office setting. And it's like this, here's this woman who's wearing like a long sleeve jacket. Yeah. And like not even a low cut dress or no. anything. It's like she's... You know, overly dressed. You know, it's like you, you wear know, a carpet, otherwise you you have to exactly. <laughs> molest it. Where's your burka? What's going on here? You know, it's really horrible. Though. I mean, it's kind of funny, but yeah. it's, oh dear lord! Thankfully, this movie is uh, the the, lit, the little drive that it has. You know, uh, it's, it's about comeuppance eventually. So, um, uh, comeuppance that will mean, um, and I think we're gonna spoil it at the end because. Uh, Fuck everybody! It's Christmas, so. Uh, <laughs> but but we'll we, we'll we'll say this much right now. You know that uh, comeuppance will involve the Stuart Ong treatment of a lifetime. Oh my God! But but oh. not until the end. Not until the end. Oh. We do see Stuart Ong here, and uh, he's he's like the big big boss. You know, I mean, he comes into the office every now and again to check in on how the office is uh, going, presumably, and uh, he introduces his. Um, his uh, a new recruit, some someone that uh, Charlie Cho needs to teach the ways of being an insurance agent, and he's he's played by Lee Chung Ling, uh, the adorable Lee Chung Ling, <laughs> who uh, he, who behaves like he's eight years old. Yeah, let, let's set this up though: the fact that you know, for one thing, Stuart Ong introduces himself, and he's flamboyantly um, flamboyantly gay. Yeah, you know, I mean, <laughs> no mistake about it. Yeah, he, he's playing it to the hilt, and um, his name is what is it? I believe it's Little Little Ong. Well I, well, I think it says to Charlie that uh, you know, oh, I told you to call me Little Ong instead, you know, yeah. rather than uh, you know, Mister or what have you. So, and then he introduces you know Lee Chung Lee, and it's Little uh, Little Chung, you know, Little Chung is his name, and. Uh, just the way they both act, you know, I assumed that they were lovers at first, and it's very possible, I suppose, in the uh, context of the story, but nothing's really ever made of that, not really, you know. It's more like, a, I, I saw it as, because it's a valid point, actually, I, I saw it as, he, he's, he's more of a kid, you know, and, and mm-hmm. or it may be impressionable, you know, it may be spent so much time around lit, little Ong that he kind of picked up some behavioral patterns, if you will. Yeah, but he, yeah, like... Let's talk about what he his favorite food is. Little chongs. Banana. You know? Banana. Banana. He eats them like a motherfucker in this movie. Constantly eating bananas. And, and what would you say his worst fear is? 
Yeah, women. <laughs> Oops. And he's been hanging out with the flamboyantly uh, gay I get it little Ong. I get it now. <laughs> you you kind of see what like, But, uh, you know, I'm not a, you know, the thing is, the way they play it out in the movie, it's not really like that. He, you know, he eventually shows uh, that he, he can appreciate the ladies. Mm. You know, he, but he, it's he's actually. He's actually very underrated, Lee Chung Ling, uh, uh, mm-hmm. as an as an actor. He's very funny and adorable in other movies as well, like in Temptation Summary Two, again the uh, the movie about making category three movies, uh, uh, very funny, uh, where he has this really sweet romance, unexpected, unexpectedly sweet and pleasant romance with with the lead actors of that man, that one, Choi Man Wah. Um, and he plays also the male character that dies and becomes a woman in False Lady, which is that Category 3 mm-hmm. remake of Blake Edwards' Switch, you know, the Alan Barkin movie from the late mm-hmm. 80s. So, uh, so he's in that briefly. Um, and I really, I've really uh, got an appreciation for, for him. He's, uh, um, I don't know how to describe it, but he's really, he's really funny and he's expressive too and uh, really dopey and an everyday man in a way too. Uh, can play serious roles, but I, I like him when he is uh, a bit dopey. And in this movie, I think he's absolutely adorable. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because he's, uh, he's, he doesn't want to. Uh, he's a kid in demeanor. Uh, he, you know, the first time we see him, it looks like it's the first time he's got a suit on. And, and Stuart Dong essentially maybe has to, you know, take the bananas away from him, you know, for the first time yeah. in his life. Because he's always fucking eating bananas otherwise. Uh, it's uh, like a nervous tick almost. Uh, it's his comfort food, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and, I, and he doesn't want to, uh, you know, he's willing to learn, but he doesn't want to, you know, go the show way by, you know, going to the massage parlor all the time rather than working, you know. He, he doesn't want to become a gigolo, as he said. So that's mm-hmm. his uh, fear, kind of, uh, that uh, he, he doesn't it, think it's right. Yeah, well, he, he's right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, you see this guy, and you're like, what is this guy doing working in an office setting? Because, yeah. you know, he's definitely... Um, oh, okay. Oh, hold on, thought. can I just say, say something? Uh, Charlie's mm-hmm. actually in False Lady, the movie I just said, and he has a classic scene uh, where he uh, he needs uh, milk for his tea, so he squeezes uh, a woman's boobs. He got milk for his tea. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so he has her in his lap, and like, oh god, that was not in Switch. I guarantee you that. No, no. So, uh, so sorry. Just want to get get on in there. So back to Lee Chung Ling, and then when he's uh, been drawn into the world of uh, massage, going to massage parlors every day. Where does the movie go from here? I guess it goes back to Pauline Chan, huh? I mean, I. We, we can mention this though, and and an actual actual you know verdict on the movie. I think the energy and back and forth between these leads, these three leads, is um, Lee Ching Ling, Charlie Cho, and uh, the other actor that was called Choi Bolum. I think that the banter is quite sufficient. You know, they they do seem to have fun together, and the movie that does definitely doesn't bore when they when they go back and forth with their um, with their uh, dialogue. So, so I think yeah, it's a uh, it's a drive for the movie as well that uh, that they have an energy about them. Charlie has the greatest energy here, of course, because <laughs> he's the most uh, crazy out of these three. So now with the Devil of Rape uh, context, uh, the the sex scene with Paul and Chan in that versus the sex scene with Paul and Chan and Charlie show here, which is the same same one, uh, is 
now coming with a context it's um it's a it's a wife and husband enjoying themselves and i'm again i'm sure that at least a subtitle or two tickled you enough to make a note of it so what do you want to say about the sex scene (laughs) i didn't make any notes other than charlie uh, his convulsions during the scene which very similar to the other uh the first scene in devil rape but uh just him going eight bananas He's, he's committing to the scene for sure. Oh, boy, is he ever. The, the stuff that they dub in, and therefore subtitles, you know, suggests that he's uh, kind of uh, sexually skilled or what have you. He's, he's at least saying, like, you, you always have great climax with me. And, uh, mm-hmm. and you, and, uh, but it leads to, like, it goes on for so fucking long that he even says, like, surrender, will you? Surrender. And it's, okay, that means that, in a way, uh, the subtext here, is that uh, Charlie seems to like favor her orgasm before his? <laughs> hard to believe. Uh, uh, it is hard to believe, but I, I think that's what's going on because he's also saying, "You're killing me! You're killing me!" And he's considerate. He's maybe he's holding it in, but uh, <laughs> who could have an orgasm with his constant laughing and his constant talking? <laughs> he never shuts up during this scene. He rarely shuts up during the course of the movie. With something coming out of his mouth, I have a grunt so laughs, and uh, and uh, it's uh, it's still a too long sexy. It, it runs about five six minutes here, but it's still unsexy. It goes on way too long, regardless of who directed this. Uh, even like that fucking zoom in, extreme zoom in to Pauline Chan's breasts, and then a, a bit zoom out. It's like, come on, man, try a little to sexy it up. You know, as we talked about last episode, they just shoot in. A room with natural light that let let the actors go <laughs> and uh as fun as it is i mean it's really lazy at the same time yeah i mean but not quite uh you know, devil of rape territory but uh certainly and- not a movie full of uh exciting camera work or you know technical marvels this one oh no absolutely not and uh, this is also the scene that can the way they are edited that it's, they, they are made to fit each respective movie mm-hmm. uh, because they cut out the stuff where Charlie's sneaking up on her and supposedly appearing <laughs> invisible uh, so uh, yeah so, so I mean it's uh, the, the magic is kind of there the cut and paste trick if you will yeah so bizarre <laughs> this whole you know between uh, the two films it's just uh, you, know, you know I was sure that Love is Over was the original source of that sequence but you know now I'm really not sure I mean, yeah, I, I, I mean, they were released a year apart, but uh, they they were obviously, obviously uh, clearly made somewhat at the same time and aware of each other and all of that. I mean, mm-hmm. um, like yeah. I didn't know that Devil of Rape came first, you know, in the line, but it seemed so you know, hacked into that movie. And then there's this, and hmm. you know, there was actually the dialogue. I guess they, they tricked me with that, you know, mm-hmm. having dialogue that seemed like it was right, mm-hmm. but you know. Pauline Chan's weak response during the scene, I guess, kind of plays well to the devil of rape context. Yeah, it looks painful almost, and I think that mm-hmm. that that's the trace of the fact that she's kind of being raped at the same time too in Devil of Rape, that mixture mm-hmm. of pleasure and rape, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, there were so many Category 3 sex movies coming out, you know, you, you gotta spread them out, you know, even though you shot it the year before, and there are tons of movies since then, so, so I'm, yeah. I'm not really surprised that it did uh, come out... Uh, a year later. Mm-hmm. 
and a good year too. 1993 was a goddamn good year. The uh, kind of high point uh, of uh, the quantity was there, definitely, even if quality wasn't there. <laughs> it's uh, we we see very little and kind of a lost. Uh, signs of them working as insurance salesmen it comes round about after this point you know we uh, the, the serious work being done is uh, ejected in favor of cho instead taking his men on a different journey of learning uh li chung ling is not aware and used to this world of going to the massage parlor uh the other character is to an extent and uh oh yeah so they're very used to it uh which is not you know out of touch with reality either necessarily this is uh this these kind of massage parlors do exist in Hong Kong, I'm sure. Um, so I don't know. Uh, the, the, this part of the movie where there's so much, uh, so many scenarios with the same three girls and these same three guys, you know, and a ton of various sexual encounters. I mean, it, it, I think it still flows because the movie is uh, uh, again the movie's not boring, and uh, and the, I, I think it's always. It's always loud to an extent because Charlie is so on here. He's, uh, he's, he never, you know, takes a step down uh, mm -hmm. doing anything. He's always on, always on sex, 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 talk, 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 sex, sex, sex. Uh, so, so what do you think when the movie really reveals it, Carlos? This is what it's going to be doing for the next 45 minutes, what have you? No, what do you think? I, think, I think it does. I think it flows well. I think it's, uh, you know, I mean... It's a, you know, silly romp, and that's kind of what you expect of it, you know, I mean, it would have been nice to have more sets and kind of like uh, other girls to work with or something like that, but, you know, overall, you know, it, the movie is what it is, and uh, it's fun for being that, you know, I don't think that uh, that's necessary to go in, in too many different territories, I mean, you kind of, you get the gist of what you know, the movie's trying to do, which is trying to be goofy and um, sexy, which is and, and disgusting because uh, <laughs> one of the characters has actually received apparently a hand job that leaves his penis oh. bloody. That, that's that was either a rough hand job or he is actually sick. Oh. We don't see that other than like a, a, a distant shot of uh, a bloody towel, which is like, ooh, dude, dude, you gotta had that taken care of first. <laughs> before you do anything else and, and that's what he's forced to do like to rest for a few days which he doesn't like and he has like the gist of the movie too that the Hong Kong males need to have it each and every day but not uh, with their loved ones you know in the case of Charlie he does have a wife at home but he still does this you know he's the he's the mastermind behind behind all of this and uh, and, and they send in poor Lee Chung Ling uh, to be part of this and I, I feel so bad for him because he, he, he doesn't want to be there at all yeah. And uh, he, he doesn't want to get undressed during his first time at the massage parlor, and he, still, he instead sits and eats his banana. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you really go, no, he doesn't want to be there. Oh. And even uh, even later in the movie, he's scolded by Stuart Owen's character, and he almost, he, he almost cries as well, you know. Mm -hmm. No, he must me to me. During banana. the sequence, uh, Lil Chung's actually chased by a topless massage parlor girl, too, you know. Yeah, you, you, almost Benny Hill style, you know. Benny uh, Hill style, that, that's exactly what this movie is. <laughs> to avoid the sexy massage, because you realize yeah. quickly that there, there's not only massage involved here, so... Uh, uh, <laughs> but he's, he's easily bought, though, uh, Lee Chun Ling's character, because like the day after Charlie Chow has bought him like a bag of bananas, like, look at I bought, oh great! Just to get him kind of on board again. Why he needs him there at the massage parlor, 
I don't know if it's kind of a cruel thing where he wants to corrupt him. Uh, but but I don't know. It, 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 it's it's a second home to these characters, and uh, and eventually Pauline Chan's character leaves Charlie, and he becomes hell bent on playing all women. So then you get the most bizarre thing ever. It's I think it's supposed to be this way that Charlie fantasizes that he's in an old movie, having sex with three women. <sighs> No, I, that's another one of the things where it was like, did the, was this cut from another movie? I, 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 I'm in two minds. Either it's that that I just said, or it's cut from another movie uh, with way degraded print quality, almost like black and white. And they're kind of old-timey music on the soundtrack as well, so it almost feels like a fantasy sequence here. Yeah. Uh, but good, but good on Charlie. I mean, uh, that's a, a great thing. <laughs> what did you think of his gag when he pulls out, uh, p- p- pulls down his pants and uh, takes out his wiener? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, a little bit later, right? That was um, at the office, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I was fooled for a second. Yeah, you got you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I-, I thought for sure for a second there that was uh, all him. But in actuality, it's like the smallest dildo ever. Yeah. Well, there's going to be some dildo play later on in the movie and, uh, uh, and fruit play, if you will. But what I forgot to mention is that Pauline Chan leaves Charlie Cho's character because he's impregnated someone else. Uh, the girl that he meets on the boat, that is actually uh, the scene that's in Devil of Rape as well, only this, uh, the context is way different uh, here. So, but, but I'm kind of, you know, I'm, uh, I'm kind of on Charlie's side in a way, because she says, Pauline Chan, you know, why didn't you impregnate me? Well, you insisted that we should, should wear a condom every time, so, and then she storms off. So, yeah. hmm, their sink is not, it's not there, it's not an excuse for, uh, for Charlie, but, uh, for his behavior, you know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, come on, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, before we move on to one of the legendary scenes in Love is Over, the, one of the set pieces, uh, one curious thing that is not really elaborated on is that Pauline Chan appears very briefly at the massage parlor, seemingly being employed there and being sad over the fact that she's divorced her husband and blah, blah, blah. And then she's never seen again. So she, she was like a, either a very brief new addition to the team, mm-hmm. but then she still left anyway. So it's uh, one of those like uh, unexplained threads and Pauline Chan is still barely in this movie in a coherent manner you know in in the way we've talked about with devil or rape being very pasted stuff feels very pasted here but she does have scenes with the other girls but it's uh, like uh, really just if she left and leave her out altogether i mean it really doesn't make sense to have her appear and then uh, disappear she uh because they they don't reunite at the end either i mean what are we spoiling here they they that that's not the final frame of the film oh no no it is not (laughs) Uh, but okay, <laughs> moving on to the barbecue scene, which I guess they, they are treating, you know, the, the massage parlor as their second home, as uh, as we said. And when the girls are not at the massage parlor, they obviously have uh, free time, want to hang out by themselves. But uh, the guys want them all the time, so it's seemingly they seek them out. Uh, which I mean, possibly they do know them, but they don't seem like friends necessarily. So, uh, no, I didn't get that either, yeah. So, so the, the, the girls are dancing because around the barbecue because that's what girls that's, do. Yeah, that's obviously like, like, almost like a tribal dance kind of thing. <laughs> with barbecue. 
Yeah. And uh, and but but they are not evoking rain. But uh, Joshua, mm. who are evoking the rain in this scene? <laughs> <laughs> that would be our uh, our three men, Ping, Lil Chong, and Charlie, with water guns. Stay Indeed, and just... they are they filled up them with uh, about uh, 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 a tank's worth of water. Oh my it seems. god! An, an incomprehensible amount of water. Because the guys literally think it's raining just because three water guns are there. Not small water guns, one of those like pump action water gun thingies, but still, you you you, you gotta be really fucking stupid to think it's raining, guns. oh my god, three drizzles, you know, <laughs> apart. It's raining. I, I mean, you can always tell when you're getting squirted by a water gun or even a hose pipe in comparison to an actual rainstorm, you know? So these girls are either, I mean, Perhaps brain dead, or you know, for from kind of mental deficiency. It's not discussed in the film. No, uh, I, I like a little beat though with uh, Charlie. He, he, uh, he, uh, you know, the pump action on the water gun. He goes for that. <laughs> you know, it literally looks like he um, he's into the moment really sexually too. You know, oh, yeah. or, 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 just, or just aggressive. It seems like he's aggressive to Charlie, but uh, uh, <laughs> and and uh, w- w- one of my notes is that they, when they when they do reveal themselves and then uh, walk uh, uh, walk to the girls and kind of join up with the girls and join the party, mm-hmm. uh, little Chung is actually kind of hiding in Ping's arms. You know, he doesn't want to be there. You know, he's shy. Oh, and it's it's also nice, of course, that all three girls happen to be wearing white shirts at this barbecue. Absolutely, very nice for us. And uh, the filmmakers know, kind of, you know, they, they, we, the, the very little brief like review note you can do on a movie like this is that it's a sexy, fun romp that actually is pretty entertaining throughout. And 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 they don't make an excuse, any excuses about uh, what they're doing here. So so we do get a little see through, uh, see through action um, after they squirted the girls as much as they have. A little uh, tease because shortly they will be all completely nude at one point or another. Exactly. I mean, it is a centerpiece, a centerpiece and a set piece. This and 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 really, as we spoke about off air, it's kind of a sex tour for uh, for yes. Charlie. And uh, so, so I guess um, he does hook up with uh, Reina Otomo, well, the very gorgeous Reina Otomo is a Japanese uh, Japanese AV girl. Perhaps uh, she was in a few movies uh, at this time. And uh, and 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 Charlie fine. I think he's had her before, but but. As uh, as part of the massage parlor agreement, here he gets to have her. Also, he thinks because uh, there's uh, there's deception here that is uh, really classic and funny. So uh, involving fruit. So want to explain that, Joshua? What happens here? A very very bizarre sequence uh, involving Charlie. You know, doing his thing. He comes up behind the girl, and they're playing a game, I believe, right? Uh, basically cops and robbers or hide and go seek or what have you and uh charlie finds the girl and begins to woo her with his groping and what have you and eventually she's basically buck naked and charlie whips out a probably four and a half inch dildo can, can I just correct myself? I think actually mm-hmm. uh, the water squirting scene and all of that—that that, that actually we're going to talk about that moment very briefly. But 
uh, I'm going to correct myself. This scene actually ends with them being locked out and being cold, you know, and runny noses mm-hmm. and uh, having uh, papers and tissues all over them next day in the office. But next day or next night, there is a birthday cool. party where they're all inside an apartment. And that's, I think, anyway, where the fruit moment happens. Uh, yeah, the thing is about it, it's like um, from, from the point where you breach the barbecue, the movie intercuts between other little small sections and such. Like, they go back and forth to, I think, the massage parlor a little bit and what have you. But, like, everything seems to, like, move into this house. And, like, yeah. it becomes kind of the focal point where the office and, uh, uh, you know, massage parlor were kind of, like, the focus in the early part of the film. But once it hits that barbecue point, it becomes almost a different film, yeah. you know? And it really does, you know, I was going through the film just looking at those scenes too and was kind of surprised to see the other little moments where it deviated from this little tiny mansion or whatever it is that these girls live in but yeah it it is easy it everything seems to happen in this house from here on out but um, uh but okay let's go back into the fruit scene uh, yeah, here. The fruit scene. <laughs> so yeah charlie whips out his four and a half inch uh dildo and of you know think somehow this is gonna sit there and just drive her up the wall or what have you and he's gonna you know make her squeal for it or whatever and uh he proceeds to begin his thrusting and uh seemingly successfully successfully yeah she seems to be into it he's definitely into it (laughs) as always and uh yeah the big reveal is that she had a papaya with a hole drilled in it (laughs) that he was going at it with he was she was ready for this you know because they they are transparent hong kong men are transparent men are transparent you know i can say i'm I'm not as horrible at these men as these men but i know men are pretty goddamn dumb sometimes and and the review note really if you want to look at it deeply is that the movie it's a good balance for the movie to finally show that the men are played as well rather than just being the aggressors and mm-hmm. getting what they want all the time regardless if they pay for it or not you know what i mean they, they encounter resistance and finally get mm-hmm. uh, played here and charlie finally fails for once you know uh, to, to get to get his way but uh, but but you know intercut of a birthday party and uh, and and there begins the sex tour Right. Uh, I guess with uh, all the guys are are pretty much set to get action. I think yeah, are they yeah. like shooting that stupid silly string at each other at one point and then they separate. Uh, I think there's a long ass sequence, or I may be yeah, confusing well, it with another there movie. Might be, there might be, but uh, I can't remember if there's that. There's definitely you know a big cake fight. Oh know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have the giant cake and uh, uh, food fight ensues, and everybody's you know acting goofy and throwing pies at one another hmm. before the sex tour begins and, and 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 all the other guys you know ping and chung they are they are sort of legitimately if you will uh, you know get hooking up you know it doesn't right. seem like there's uh, uh, aggression here and, that, and no. even li- even little chung finally because uh, i like him the most here i i like him to see um to get a connection and he feels a connection finally with a woman and starts to come out of his shell little guy you being a precious little dude. Yeah, I mean, he's adorable. I mean, they're not taking advantage of him. He's adult, after all, so it's uh, not that. Uh, but uh, Charlie faces resistance uh, here, or rather it doesn't go his way, because the girl he's about to get uh, wants, she has passed out. Yeah. And, and Char- the, 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 like, you've got a situation where you've got three men and three women 
and the one that Charlie ends up trying to go with is completely, you know, incapacitated, which, you know, kind of surprised me that Charlie didn't take further advantage of that. I kind of expected him to, but, uh, I don't know, I guess it's, I guess he's not into it if the girl can't be there to, like, be in awe of his amazing masculinity. You're right, it is that horrible because, uh, I mean, I've seen I think subtitles in these movies maybe from Charlie where it literally says like, drunk woman or passed out woman is more fun, essentially. (laughs) You know, know, ropey grammar subtitles-ish. So so that that is kind of surprising, but but he realizes he can't get the the, uh, pleasure he wants, so he goes on his sex tour, and here's here's the kind of slapstick uh, Mm -hmm. portion of the movie, and and I want to uh, I want to mention one thing that I actually, you know, kind of not admire, but I noticed that it is more of a physical comedic role for Charlie. I mean, it is 90% his usual shenanigans, obviously, but there is something, there is a little bit more added to him rather than him showing up in a suit and doing his thing and leaving. Uh, so, and here is. A, a, a decent display of slapstick, the kind of slapstick where one person is hiding, one person knows that person is hiding, and the third person doesn't, but it's centered around sex. Oh, yeah. Charlie uh, basically hides underneath the bed while uh, Lil Chung, right, is uh, trying to get it on. I think he's hi- he, he, he maybe begins underneath the bed. There's a lot of stuff to remember, he begins, but, he, but, but, yeah. but but he's actually uh, underneath the covers with mm-hmm. with well, Chung uh, behind Chung and reaching around to grab yeah. the girl. Uh, it starts off with him underneath the bed or sneaking in, and then yeah, once Chung pulls the covers over her head or what have you, yeah, Charlie jumps up in the bed and he has to get a grope, <laughs> and uh, yeah, he proceeds to do so. And uh, I don't believe, does he get caught? Uh, no, I don't think he ever did. I don't think so. He just, he just kicks him out, if memory serves. But, but uh, yeah, that's just, the, that's the start of it. And again, on the physical, like, comedic aspect of shows, I mean, he, he's never, he was never destined to be, you know, break out of this shell and become a different comedic presence, you know. But he, he you know, he acts like uh, at one point in the office he's thrown his back out. So, you know, they're giving him a little bit more to do. And here, he, what well, they're giving him more to do in terms of uh, the intensity of the movie. There's so much of him, uh, you know, trying to get sex, getting sex. That's why I wanted to pick this movie. And, uh, and he, you know, he's, he builds up uh, frustration, sexual frustration. And, uh, and but but plot driven you you shouldn't really call this movie obviously you you no. it's sex driven that's what uh, it is yeah <laughs> uh, the, the story falls apart in many different areas but uh, still somehow it retains something it it stays whole you know despite having several gaps in logic mm. and character continuity. Okay. I mean, I suppose comeuppance is a, is a plot drive mm-hmm. here. I mean, because he's so he's so sexually on and does some really heinous thing and has some really heinous opinions of uh, the world yeah. and uh, the women in the world. So, so you wait for you. I I don't know. I, I didn't wait for the comeuppance because I I didn't. Um, no, I wasn't disgusted or anything. But I'm glad they provided the comeuppance they did, which we'll talk of in a little bit. Because again. <sighs> 
it's not seven we're spoiling here, people, or the usual suspects. <laughs> you know what I mean? Who is Kaiser Zoser? <laughs> um, but I, I wanted to mention, you know, when finally Little Chung gets, um, he's, uh, he seems to fall more for Reina Otomo's character. And why wouldn't you? She's so, so gorgeous. Love her. Love her. And, uh, but, you know, why can't they shoot? try at least to spend a little time on shooting sex scenes well you know again it's a shower scene that he gets and it's a kind it's a crescendo moment for him you know finally he gets uh, emotion there's emotions involved and uh, he gets the really really gorgeous girl but they just shoot shoot in the shower not as depressing yeah. as the Pauline Chan scene but yeah. uh, but and maybe it's you know, if you want to be really forgiving, it's adhering to reality to an extent, but for, it, it doesn't work for cinema, and it uh, kind of looks awkward. And okay, I I don't know how other people have sex, but I know a fair amount of, thing, of things of the human anatomy, and uh, they are not dry humping in a convincing manner uh, at points. Yeah, <laughs> no, and it, it's shot in a very mundane fashion. <laughs> like it is kind of like the focal point of the movie, kind of like the one character who kind of really finds, I guess you'd call it love, you know, the one character who actually finds something out of all this. And yeah, the big climax of all the entire film is, yeah, that. Mm. Uh, and there are, they, they did try, they did try every now and again, but if you look at it, like uh, how many movies out of 10 at this time really tried, I mean, in all honesty, despite maybe nine out of 10 movies being really fun to watch, Maybe two or three really tried, uh, yeah. and, uh, and and you can single out those directors that they spend a little time on, on lighting and uh, and um, or, or 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 be creative in the case of Sex and Sand, which of course is a way different movie. But uh, it, it's kind of fascinating that the industry went this way. That they, you know, shoot it, get it out quick. We have a guaranteed run in the cinema for a few days anyway, and that's worth it. To just shoot it, get it out, get Charlie, get get him in, get him out, get him into another movie. <laughs> Or <laughs> four or five at the same time. Yeah, I mean it's a revolving door. I mean that, that's yeah. uh, that that was Hong Kong cinema for a while with even the big actors with uh, Simon Yam and Chai. In fact, uh, the glory days. Yes. So Charlie was definitely part of that, and Stuart Tong was definitely part of that. He pops up in the movie again. And uh, speaking of uh -huh. the comeuppance, and, and again, if you don't want to know how the movie ends, then go watch it. Find a torrent that we found online because it's not very, very available. So if you don't want to know how the movie ends, what the comeuppance is, then spoilers. And that's your warning. But uh, really, what are we spoiling but here? So go, hmm? I'll tell you, I knew what the ending was, and it didn't ruin it for me. Because exactly. I, I spoiled it, you know, even before we um, decided to do this as part of the Christmas podcast. You know, this happens. So what does happen, Joshua? So after all the shenanigans have come to pass and everybody's kind of uh, moved to a different level, you've got like Little Chung and uh, Ping who've kind of sided together with uh, the girls, whereas Charlie's still the misogynist uh, douchebag that Charlie is. Yep. Uh, you know, they decide to pull a hilarious and painful prank on Charlie <laughs> by, uh, you know, Charlie, as it spoke of at the beginning of the film, likes to grope and molest basically any new girl at the office and or I guess uh, any unsuspecting client, mm. <laughs> pretty much any female you set in front of him, let's just put it that way. Mm -hmm. And uh, Stuart Ong shows up in drag 
very obvious Stuart Ong and drag, but still a, a we know we know he was flamboyant before, and now he's yes. um, he's uh, dared to show up. I mean, it's kind of a con. Is he's in on the con because mm-hmm. uh, because Cho doesn't recognize him. You know, he thinks it's a yeah a woman. Yeah, a real yeah. woman. <laughs> <laughs> Let me touch your bus. So, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, as he goes in for the kill. Stuart Ong reveals himself, and uh, Charlie ends up bent over a desk, getting rode like a donkey. Well, the problem is here, though, you're forgetting the aphrodisiac part. Oh, yes, yes. This oh. was not willing. Joe was not willing, but uh, that's the clever, well, cleverness, so to say. He's kind of willing, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, when he runs. Oh, yeah, right? I mean, when you're spiked <laughs> whatever because <laughs> yeah that that was nothing we kind of glanced over in the um the rest of the film too that there's an aphrodisiac type potion or whatever that he uh poisoned uh, the headmistress with at one point right i think so that, that yeah. was a long time ago in the movie her, well. it's little chong's girlfriend um he uh i guess he poisoned but yeah he uh, spikes her drink and uh, that was one thing like a big thing during the final act that kind of turned the other guys against Charlie a little bit because Charlie was about to basically molest Lil Chung's girl hmm. by using this aphrodisiac and so the same thing I believe is put in uh, Charlie's drink during the Stuart Ong uh, interview mm-hmm. yes and Charlie ends up getting rid of like a donkey yes <laughs> and it's the fi- kind of the final image of the film where they all gather and it's kind of a wacky moment you know uh, just really weird <laughs> they all walk in on it because essentially uh-huh. he's getting he's you know he's getting butt raped and the yes. guys walk in like got you now <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one huh <laughs> <laughs> and and a, and a sitcom and a sitcom freeze frame kind of thing you know? <laughs> I, oh man that's that's not that's not the type of little uh, rib that <laughs> you just pull on somebody. But I guess if anybody deserved it, it'd probably be Charlie. Merry Christmas, Charlie. <laughs> Charlie not Charlie Brown, but Charlie Joe. <laughs> well, it was getting it in, in the brown, that's for sure. But then, oh, that's another matter. Uh, all good fun. I mean, again, I think the movie flows well. It is a lot of fun. It is easy to recognize that it's not strong, but I, I do recognize as a uh, one of the Charlie Show movies I would show someone this is what it's like, you know, because you're getting so much of it rather than a scene here or there. Uh, so I, I, I wholeheartedly recommend it because of it. And I, it's, um, yeah, it's good. It's good uh, naughty fun. And uh, and uh, that's uh, what you look for sometimes, even though you sometimes don't write too much about it or discuss too much about it. But it was Christmas and I thought it fit. <laughs> Absolutely. Nothing says, you know, Christmas spirit like. Charlie Cho getting butt raped by Stuart Ong. <laughs> but you know what also uh, is very Christmassy? We we have a little segment here before we round off this show. And uh, let's see here. I'm, I'm a crap editor. I don't know if there's an echo filter in my editing software. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'm going to set myself up here. So, uh, so drum world. Maybe I'll find a drum world. The Cho Because here's... I thought there was at least a dozen sex scenes or attempts at sex in this movie, uh, yeah. courtesy of Charlie, and that was a lot. I mean, I, I was watching this movie the first time, like, oh man, this number is high, his rate is high, you know. Uh, and uh, 
is busy, and uh, so I gave you the task um, uh, to um, to uh, list uh, his uh, naughty shenanigans in little uh, recap form or short form or ho- however you like. So take it away, Joshua. The show fuck counts. There's there's plenty of things that happen in the film that don't revolve around Charlie too. So there's there's a lot of different nudity and even sex scenes that kind of pop up here and there. But uh, as far as the ones that Charlie's involved with, uh, the first one would be like Charlie and Pauline, the uh, same scene that we saw in Devil of Rape, the 10-minute-long opus of really awkward sex. Here only five or six, but still opus yeah. and long. Yeah, <laughs> it, it still takes up a considerable amount of time in a you know, less-than-90-minute film. <laughs> uh, then you have the... There's a sequence... I don't think we talked a whole lot about it, but the sequence on the boat... That happened shortly after the Pauline situation or whatever with Charlie out on a yacht with uh, a girl, one of his mistresses. And uh, it kind of reveals the just nasty nature of Charlie where uh, the girl actually tells Charlie that she's pregnant. And this barely dissuades Charlie in the tiniest bit as he uh, tells her that he will drag the baby out of course referring to his penis and <laughs> coitus and uh sure enough they end up having a sex scene it's partially in devil of rape uh, this scene as well mm-hmm. yeah uh the third would be the random foursome we mentioned earlier that's like uh part of his dream possibly taken from another film or just intentionally made to be arty not sure but uh Seems kind of special because <laughs> in it, uh, one girl is riding Charlie while another one sits behind him rubbing his shoulders, basically, and another girl uh, seems to be licking his nuts. So, made a special <laughs> note of that. <laughs> oh, Charlie Chow. And uh, let me see, number four, that would be the uh, papaya scene. Uh, number five, that would be. One of, I mean, he actually goes to her, I believe, twice, but the drunk girl on the couch that he uh, basically grabs, groups, molest, and uh, maybe even motorboats a little bit. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Probably so. It's a very, there's a lot of details to catch here, subtle details and nuances. Of course, of course. You can't remember everything. Uh, he gropes little Chung's girl during uh, their sex act bedroom where he's hiding underneath the sheets with them behind Lil Chung. Um, then Charlie gropes Ping's girlfriend during their sex scene. Or like a minute later. Hi, <laughs> man. Number eight would be the final sequence that I mentioned where uh, um, Charlie ends up getting with Lil Chung's girl again after basically poisoning her and kidnapping her and bringing him back to his palace or what have you, and it was actually, I think, a room that looked very similar to the uh, mansion or what have you. Mm-hmm. They, the rest of the movie seems to take place in. But, uh, yeah, during that sequence, he gropes in motorboats or boobs. So. And then the final scene, the ninth uh, sex scene with Charlie would be the uh, Stuart Ong versus Charlie Cho. <laughs> Epic. Uh, the uh, immovable object versus the uh, whatever. It's an epic coxman battle, I guess. Oh my god, battle of the coxman. He loses very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I, would be really, I, I would be rooting for Stuart Dong at this point. Yeah, give it to him! 
Uh, only nine. I was surprised. I was, I was guessing at least a dozen. But um... you throw in all the other ones, there's probably like there's a ton we... of different scenes. Yeah, you know? we're, yeah, we'll still you know still not counting those. Shot is in. Every scene is something. There's something going on. There must be at mm-hmm. least ten, eleven, or twelve. But how wrong I was. <laughs> uh, all righty. Uh, the the fuck count. What a way to go out. Uh, what a way to uh, end uh, this uh, Christmas special. So some few some notes and some uh, parting words. Uh, availability. I don't know. Uh, our copy was a Mandarin dubbed uh, rip from VHS. Uh, uh, therefore, it might not be available in Hong Kong uh, in Cantonese and with subtitles. Uh, it's it's a good chance that it was released on VHS, VCD, or even Laserdisc in Hong Kong. But I'm I'm pretty sure there was no DVD, regardless of the subtitle situation here. Uh, so the Mandarin dubbed version on VHS, which is in widescreen and watchable because it is a it's a grungy little, little sex film. You don't have our, our standards are not very you know high or anything. Uh, this Mandarin dub is the ultimate edition here if you wanna. Uh, if you want to understand the intricacies in the plot and, uh, and definitely the subtitles, then uh, then the Mandarin uh, dubbed version is fine. And it, it works it works splendidly. Uh, I don't mind. Uh, again, Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas, <laughs> you, Joshua. Yes. <laughs> the feeling festive uh, after oh, finishing always. my Yulmust across a uh, very shocking two hours of uh, filth, uh, filthy talk about mostly Charlie Joe. See you soon, you know, in 2013. Thank you, you, Joshua, for this 2012 and uh, and everybody for listening. Yes. And if you're willing to be on board, Joshua, I mean, we'll keep trucking, you know, giving you and uh, us and uh, your listeners random picks in the Tidy Whitey Theater and more in-depth coverage in, uh, in, for instance, you know, the night is canon of true crime flakes and sex comedies and what have you. I'm here uh, for the long haul, oh, baby. Goody, goody. Uh, it'll be fun. And uh, thank thank uh, you all for your support and uh, you for your enthusiasm for this show. At, uh, the, 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 I guess it wasn't hard to get you on on a show that mixes and proudly so below uh, with attempts at informative reviewing about uh, goofy and heinous shit, including rape most of the time. Absolutely, this has been a real learning experience for me. You know, it's <clears throat> Hong Kong category three films aren't my expertise, but. I do love the genre, and I love what these films bring to the table, so it's been great. Very cool. Uh, so, thank you again, everybody, and Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, take care. Uh, that is uh, coming from the heart and not from a sleazy or filthy heart or anything, so uh, it's uh, my, my warmest regards to you all, yes. and, you, and you too, Joshua. Uh, we're going out on a little bit of contact information. This has been This Week in Sleaze on the Podcast on Fire Network website and email for feedback and uh, all of that is podcastonfire.com. Podcastonfire at googlemail.com is the email. The forum is now uh, officially closed, really, uh, even if it's, if it's there. But uh, the members-only archive from there will be brought to the website for a bonus episode presentation. Uh, so... Um, check that out but you can enjoy the as of this recording eight uh, bonus episodes available exclusively on the website including our rape by angel 5 to redux version 2 bonus episode that actually went up uh, at the time of recording today so uh, check that out uh, visit us and chat with us on facebook facebook.com forward slash puf network and the facebook group can be reached by visiting that very page that you said or type in podcast on fire network in the facebook search box and uh, that'll pop up follow us on twitter twitter.com forward slash podcast on fire 
follow my writing occasionally, category free movies, mostly Taiwanese stuff, so goodreviews.com and sleazykvideo.com. And follow me on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash sogoodreviews. Subscribe to This Week in Sleaze and most of the other shows. We have all uh, not set up all feeds yet separately. Uh, subscribe to that on iTunes. And uh, if you uh, like the show and uh, if you're on your iTunes, leave a little star rating and a comment if you like. Uh, bad, good, constructive or not. It's, uh, it'll, it'll be curious uh, to see... Uh, how the show goes down in, in reality, you know, dare, you dare to share your views, even if you're ashamed to do so, you know, because it's us, you, you can trust us, I won't publish your address this time, <laughs> maybe later, <laughs> and you can stream us on Stitcher as well if you don't like to have podcasts downloaded to your uh, preferred device, so go to stitcher.com and uh, search This Week in Steve, so go to podcastonfire.com and this uh, shows show post and you can uh, access our show page but i do recommend the application that you can get for your iphone or ipad or your android that would be the smoothest way to access the podcast on fire network and the way to add all the shows or whatever show you like is to type in podcast on fire network and that will give you the option to add whatever you like and uh, again visit brian kirby at shelflifeclothing.com and his wonderful uh, wonderful uh, t-shirt store and uh, i'm sure he has some uh, christmas deals uh, coming up and uh, of course he's helped out with the intro that, that he originally designed that now Joshua is the co-author of and you're going to hear Brian's wonderful outro music in a little little bit so shelflifeclothing.com so thank you again Brian for all your support and on to your plugs uh, Joshua Kung Fu Christmas uh, Joshua Regal uh, yes. I guess at some point <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's uh, still going buriedcellular.net uh, lots of Kung Fu movies being posted uh, on a day to day basis missed a couple of days here and there but hey can you blame me and uh, I'm also featured usually on the vcinema podcast show so vcinema podcast uh, vcinemashow.com and hopefully a December episode uh, before the end of December. But uh, regardless, mm-hmm. I'm sure there's um, there's a show uh, coming up in uh, a few weeks, the uh, latest. Uh, so um, right, I'm know. recording with John like next week. So right on. Should be um, should be something out hopefully by before the end of the year. Very cool. Uh, yeah. Again, thank you everybody, and again, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, and take care from from the the the, the Christmas themed uh, Tideway Theater here. And uh, I've gotten used to the smell. Uh, since like forever so uh, but uh, I don't know if uh, you have uh, over the course of this year but uh, you're gonna you're gonna have to fucking get used to it you know because I'm I'm gonna make it worse I'm gonna make it worse (laughs) boy oh boy and those springs in the seats I'm upgrading those to something worse oh (laughs) coming from the ceiling too (laughs) oh Oh my god (laughs) it's a saw movie all of a sudden Jesus Christ (laughs) Okay. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Joshua, and take care. And we'll speak to you soon, Joshua and everybody. So, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry fucking Christmas, we should say. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Yes.
I got my Yule Must ready, the Swedish festive drink. You can get it at, at IKEA. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> that right there. Hold for editing. Yeah. Three, yes. two, one. Uh, I, I can redo the Yule Must thing and I keep, keep that as an outtake. <laughs> uh, what we just had because it was kind of lovely was that your text signal or no that was actually my alarm right. uh, I had it still set that's what wakes me up in the morning <laughs> and it's literally a Christmas feed <laughs> that's beautiful <laughs> would have been great if you literally had like walking on sunshine <laughs> yeah, I'm waking don't up don't feel good uh, okay that's a beautiful I'll take it we'll keep that <clears throat> I wonder if you can hear the birds and everything, like, uh, while we're talking. Yeah, a little bit. It's, it's actually a cool atmosphere. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a lot of podcasts throw music behind theirs. Yeah. Not us. We've got birds and, you know. We put Josh in a zoo for this recording. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about that? <laughs> Come talk close. Come talk close. Yep. Don't talk close. Let me Shut up. You <laughs> <laughs> can't get it out of your head. <laughs> I'm literally humming your song. <laughs> it's not my song. Right, well, in my mind, it is your song. I was doing that like for two days. <laughs> <laughs> Until it became really annoying to everybody around Yeah. Me. Shut up! <laughs> if it's not that, for some reason, I'm doing Mario. Are you on a Mario, Mario run, or you just do I don't know, I just do it, man. It's, <laughs> it's, it's one of those things that just it's, comes out of me. Comes out of me. Yes. I, I've tried to imitate your accent before, I just can't do it. Bork, bork. No. <laughs> no, I just I can't do it, I can't do it. I can't mimic that... The, like, or the uh, mixture of Australia and then English and America. I, I mean, then again, more. yeah, what am I saying? I, all of my accents end up sounding like pirate or an Australian. I love that my Lord Joshua Rico character sounds like a friggin' Australian dude or something. <laughs> when I was recording that song, I was like, I do not sound like anybody, anything remotely British. <laughs> <laughs> and we have so many British listeners. 